You're listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. Our guest today is a veterinarian, an enthusiastic Holstein breeder, and an industry leader. He's Dr. Matt Yeager from Boonesboro, Maryland. Welcome, Matt, to Dairy Voice. Hello, Joel. Thanks for having me on the program today, and thank you and your team at Dairy Business for everything you do for the dairy industry. Well, we uh, enjoy working with folks like you, that's for sure. Why don't we start back at the beginning? You were a fifth generation uh, on the Maple Lawn Farm in Maryland, a prominent registered Holstein farm owned by your family. Tell us about your, your childhood. Well, sure. I, uh, I grew up in Fulton, Maryland, as you say, uh, fifth generation at Maple Lawn, uh, registered Holstein herd, uh, along with my parents, Charles and Judy, and my brothers, Mike and Mark. And from an early age, uh, you have wanted to be a veterinarian and a, and a large animal dairy vet. Uh, what, what kind of triggered your interest? Well, I always had an interest in herd health uh, and assisting the veterinarian. Uh, at the age of nine, my show-winning Holstein cow had a left displaced abomasum and required abdominal surgery. And that day, I believe I decided I wanted to be a food animal veterinarian. Well, if you can come through that surgery and be enthusiastic about veterinary work, I think that's uh, it's meant to be. Uh, you were also a young dairy judge and active in, in Holstein youth activities, too. Sure. I was involved with the Maryland 4-H program and Holstein youth activities like dairy judging, dairy bowl, uh, record books, and I always enjoyed academia. Um, receiving the Kildee Scholarship from National Dairy Shrine and also being honored as a DGM finalist from Holstein USA for two seeds that were planted in me that, that continue that tradition of serving and giving to organizations that support dairy youth. I know that you've mentioned uh, Dr. Lee Majeski was influential, probably your 4-H coach, but when it came time for college, you went to Delaware Valley. How did, how did Dr. Majeski let you get away? Well, yeah, that was always tough because you had Del Val and, and Maryland and Virginia Tech and Cornell, Penn State, and all of our local high-profile schools. And, and Lee, he was our dairy judging, 4-H dairy judging coach, and he was a role model to myself and my brothers and everyone in Maryland. And, and he challenged, inspired all of us really to step outside of our comfort zone and be a leader. Um, I just enjoyed the small atmosphere, the hands-on at Del Val. And I'm sure all those schools have been great, but uh, he coached many winning dairy judging teams in Maryland for a long time. And, and I was really privileged to receive his guidance. I'm sure. Uh, and then it came time for vet school. So you did uh, come back to, to your roots, if you will, back to Maryland uh, with the Virginia Tech program. Sure. After Del Val uh, received my BS in dairy science there, I uh, attended Virginia Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine at, at Virginia Tech and received my DVM degree. And then you jumped right into practice. Sure did. Uh, I graduated veterinary school 25 years ago and, and started working with Mid-Maryland Dairy Veterinarians in Hagerstown, Maryland, and I'm still working there today. Um, my daily routine has changed a little throughout the years as we specialize and focus on veterinary medicine, our interest. Uh, and for me, embryo transfer has always been my main interest. 
Let's talk about a little bit about that. Uh, back when you got started, uh, embryo transfer was uh, uh, even a surgical procedure. Uh, the donor cows were often older animals that already had their credentials established. And uh, as we've moved through the years, as genomics has uh, become part of the breeding programs, the technology has changed too, and you're starting to work with really young animals. Just give us a little bit of an overview of how that work has changed. It sure has. Uh, really, the field has made many strides, as you know. I know I'd done a few surgical uh, collections really on prowling breeders early on, but that used to be routine in the early days, surgical collections, surgical transfers. And we know the time and expense involved. We also know the risk and actually the success rate as well. And then we made so many advancements in cryopreservation and freezing, especially using quicksaw technique with ethylene glycol and and uh, that technique really started right when I graduated with ethylene glycol. And we continue that today for the quick thaws for thawing embryos. Really, the use of sex semen. And recently, it's it has a lot more greater improvement in recent years. But that advancement in itself. And then incorporating this genomic data as a tool to improve traits and personalize your herd goals and selection criteria. And then more of the modern techniques and I like application of IVF, especially in the younger donors that, that you discuss. Yeah, I, IVF seems like has really revolutionized the whole, the whole program. It has. It's, it's speeded up the procedure, as you know, and, and really the, the key areas are pregnant donors and younger animals and the fact that you can do them more often. It does have some positive benefits. Um, there's a lot of future advancements on the way. Genome editing is a huge field for the future uh, where scientists can add, delete, change DNA structures, uh, whether it be to improve species traits, impact immune function, or have a positive impact on human health. There's a big future for ET, as we know. As dairy owners and farmers, we know that we spend a large part of the day on our feet. Our boots are like a tool of the trade, and they need to be the best. Dry Shod Waterproof Footwear is your tool to provide hardworking, durable, super comfortable, 100% waterproof footwear that will keep your feet warm, dry, and protected in the harshest weather and messiest working conditions. Dry Shod was created in 2018 by Jim Donahue. Jim was the former Muck Boot Company creator, founder, and owner. Dry Shod is his 2.0 version, incorporating better outsoles, more comfort, and a product that goes beyond waterproof. Every model has a shank for extra arch support and a hydrocoat water repellent upper that repels water and mud on contact. Try a pair of Dry Shods today. Dry Shod is the world's most wearable rubber boot. Go to dryshodusa.com for more information. You've been an organizational leader uh, throughout your career. Uh, you worked closely with the American Embryo Transfer Association. Yes, being certified and heavily involved with the American Embryo Transfer Association, that's the AETA, it's really been a highlight. And I've enjoyed the friendships I've made through that organization, both in the USA and Canada. And I think uh, you served as president of that group for a bit. I did. I, I had the honor to serve as president, and that was a big thrill for me. Uh, this organization really continues to be the vanguard of our embryo technology industry. We just completed an exhibit at National Dairy Shrine this fall for AETA on the past, present, and future of embryo transfer. Well, that's an important part of history, and we'll get to, uh, we'll get to Dairy Shrine in just a moment. Uh, 
because you're very active with that group as well. But let's let's talk about a little bit about your career as a Holstein breeder. You've owned some some high performing animals. You've got some uh, partnerships with folks uh, on some really outstanding uh, cattle. Give us give us a few highlights of cattle that you've worked with as an owner. Well, sure. Uh, several years ago. I started Maryland Westview Genetics uh, here at my home in Boonesboro, Maryland, uh, and house elite donors for myself and a few clients to flush, and, and we export embryos overseas. Uh, we've exported to 26 foreign countries around the world. I know my brother and I, my, my two brothers, Mike and Mark, we've always partnered uh, on, on a lot of great cows, and, and I've partnered with clients and friends on, on various cows. and. Uh, and really enjoyed all those partnerships and friendships and the great cows along the way. Well, and you've got some uh, pretty good cows in your in your credentials there. You mentioned Dairy Shrine a moment ago, and uh, you're also, before we talk about National Dairy Shrine, Maryland, uh, the state of Maryland, has a very active group. Uh, talk a little bit about the Maryland Dairy Shrine activity. Well, sure. The Maryland Dairy Shrine, that was established in 1963, and it was modeled after National Dairy Shrine, which began in 1949. I currently serve as treasurer for the organization. But we continue to honor leaders and provide scholarships to outstanding dairy youth. And we host the annual Maryland Dairy Convention. Well, let's shift gears to National Dairy Shrine. You've been a board member. You've been an enthusiastic member. And then more recently, you've been a board member and you're the uh, the newly elected president. Give us your Give us your perspective on... Uh, on Dairy Shrine. Sure. I became a member of National Dairy Shrine in 1989. And like many of us during dairy judging at World Dairy Expo, happened to be third that year and the team was second. I needed three points to win and those three points would have won us a trip to Europe. That was a tough day, but it was a great day as well. Uh, at the time, Bill Maynard was president and Jim Lewenberger was secretary. Um, a few years ago, I was asked to serve on the board of directors and honored to be a part of this organization and its mission in the dairy industry. Dairy Shrine, uh, and, and I'm happy to be a fellow board member with you, and I've admired your enthusiasm and your, your work on the board. Just talk a little bit about the fact that the Dairy Shrine focuses not only on the history and the traditions, but also on the present and the future. Well, sure. Serving as president, really, of this great organization is, is an honor. And as we look back in the history of Knox and Kildee, Ease, Rumler, Trimberger, these are big shoes. And uh, really, the organization has been blessed with many great leaders and volunteers, supporters that give their time, talents, and treasures of the betterment of this industry. I know for many of us, it's about family and cows and tradition. But um, well, I think we look toward the future too. Uh, we we, we uh, annually give away almost forty thousand dollars in scholarships to uh, college students across the country, and it's a really remarkable group. Those those folks have to apply; uh, their credentials are carefully examined, uh, and they're a very deserving group. Talk a little bit about the scholarship program. Absolutely. There's very few organizations in this industry, really, that award over $40,000 in scholarships annually. So it's those generous supporters who recognize the importance of our youth. Uh, we continue to honor our, our leaders and our Hall of Fame. And again, you discussed the museum in Fort Atkinson, which continues to provide education on historic displays uh, for visitors uh, to archive our achievements and recognize those 
events and achievements. And a highlight every year is our annual banquet where we recognize uh, a guest of honor who is an industry leader, a current industry leader, and a distinguished dairy breeder as well. And happily, we were able to resume that tradition uh, at Madison this year. Absolutely. It was great to be back at World Dairy Expo, and, and I hope everyone had a chance to stop by and visit our booth. We were located right at the entrance at the Coliseum where Bonnie Moore exhibited for many years. But like you say, the banquet was completely sold out. We had over 300 guests in attendance, and it was, uh, it was really great to be back and see the many friends, especially at the Shrine Banquet. And we'd certainly invite all of our listeners who have any interest at all to find out about Dairy Shrine to uh, go to the website and also a very active uh, Facebook page and social media as well. Yes, we, you may have noticed at Expo our new logo, maybe browse the website, maybe purchased a few items. Uh, we also partnered this year with World Dairy Expo to host Career Connection. And that allows businesses currently hiring to interact, interact directly with students. Um, and, and like you say, like us, on, like us on Facebook, we have a lot of posts about our events, the achievements, um, and looking back, reminiscing the old days, past, present, and future. And some staff, uh, we don't have a big staff, but we have a really high quality staff. Uh, Dr. David Selner just completed his uh, term as executive director uh, for over a decade. And uh, we now have a new, a new executive director. You've begun working with him. Just talk a little bit about uh, Mike Opperman. We sure do. Our, our new executive director, Mike Opperman, uh, he's done an outstanding job this past year. And really, like you say, we've been fortunate to have Dr. David Selner for many years who worked diligently for the organization. And he recently retired. And Mike has worked tirelessly as well. Thank David and Mike for each of them for their hard work, service to the organization. We're really looking forward to the new direction and leadership for Mike and welcome him to our team. Well, and I think uh, we as directors would be remiss if we didn't uh, invite folks to consider making a donation. Uh, we are a 501c3 tax-exempt charitable organization, and donations are welcome in addition to the uh, one-time $50 lifetime membership. Sure, that's a, that's a good statement. Membership really in all organizations that, that continues to be challenging at times, but having the one-time $50 really goes a long way to our mission, uh, whether it be your support youth or educating the public or you're benefiting the dairy industry in some capacity. Well, Matt Yeager, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to spend time with us, telling us about your career and your family background and your role at, at Dairy Shrine. Matt Yeager from Boonesboro, Maryland, veterinarian, Holstein breeder and industry leader. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Joe. And this is your host, Joel Hastings for Dairy Voice. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites as well as at dairybusiness.com.